Zach goes deep down the far sideline. He's got a man, and it is caught by Lemahipo. 25, 20, 50, 10, he's going in. Touchdown, Lemahipo. And the Cougars break it wide open. You are listening to Behind the Mic on BYU Radio. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Behind the Mic on this BYU Football Media Day, BYU's annual media kickoff, a perennially the first to be held and helps us to whet the appetite for the wave of media days to come around the country. So we get uh, one of the first high-profile opportunities to promote the 150th anniversary of college football itself. And this season's anniversary celebrations and commemorations will be uh, ever-present from the opening kickoffs in late August to the National Championship Trophy celebration in early January. You will see and hear CFB 150 throughout the 2019 college campaign. Hashtag CFB 150 will be the social media anchor for this promotional effort. In addition to being an important partner with BYU, ESPN is partnered with the CFB 150 organization for this year's 150th anniversary celebration as the ESPN family of networks will present a year-long multi-platform storytelling experience entitled College Football 150. My pleasure to welcome in the executive director of CFB 150 and longtime college athletics administrator Kevin Weiberg and one of our country's most veteran, if not the most senior college football writer, ESPN senior writer and editor-at-large for College Football 150, Ivan Maisel. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming in. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, for someone that's not at this thing every year, like you may not be, uh, impressions of Media Day for BYU, what are they? I'm flabbergasted at the size and scope of it, uh, but it speaks to all the platforms that the university has and the athletic program has that, that reach out around the world. Kevin? Yeah, and I think the um, the facility here sticks out. You know, it's a great asset, and it's great to see it being used in this way to not only the, the broadcast media side of it, but uh, – these kinds of opportunities. So uh, very nice setup. It was almost exactly uh, two years ago uh, when plans for this sesquicentennial were announced. And here we are two years later. It was a long time in coming. Uh, you, Kevin, were tasked with the uh, leading the committee, and it is a group effort, uh, in charge of putting together this anniversary celebration. Uh, labor of love may be a cliche, but it's appropriate for you, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was a fun opportunity for me. I had kind of moved out of the day-to-day world of college sports, was doing some consulting things. And uh, Larry Scott, my old boss at Pac-12, reached out to me and asked if I'd have interest in getting involved with this. And Larry is chairing the committee that um, is kind of doing this. And it's really made up of uh, college football stakeholder organizations, the leads of those organizations. Um, but without question, ESPN was really a, a prime mover on this. They were an early adapter to uh, this being the 150 season. And uh, their programming plans are really going to be a very significant part of what we do. Yeah, so Ivan, on the ESPN side of things, uh, this is a passion project for you, too. Yes. And, uh, and ESPN's put together a, a robust schedule uh, of programming content to recognize this anniversary season, right? Uh, 35 hours of original programming on television, uh, an eight-part podcast series, about 150 60-second vignettes. One will run each day beginning in August through the championship game. Uh, .com will have a lot of written material. And, of course, the game day is going to do their thing. Sports Center is going to do their thing. So we really are going to do as much as we can to celebrate and commemorate. Not all of it is – not all of the history is things to celebrate, but we will acknowledge it. 
I admire you uh, such a great deal as a writer and um, am so jealous of your skill. And I hope you don't mind if you'll indulge me if I read a little bit of your work to you. But it helps to describe why we are going to be talking about this all season long. And this is what Ivan wrote earlier this year. Passion fuels our fandom. Always has. Coaches coach to satisfy a competitive desire that their bodies can no longer satisfy, to change lives and to make a boatload of money. Not always in that order. Players play for the love of competition, for the love of teammates, and maybe even for the love of education. But few of them coach or play for the reason that we will wear party hats for the next 12 months. You wrote this in January. For many of them, the sport is a business deal, a trade of services for money or scholarship. The rest of us invest our hearts and souls into our colors, our fight song, and our tailgate buddies. We invest in that place, somewhere between family and obsession, that occupies our autumn Saturdays and, let's be honest, every other day. I don't know that there could be a better yeah, summation. Isn't that really great, a great job by Ivan? And I remember I saw him shortly after this was published and told him what a, a great job I thought it was in sort of capturing. It's really hard to capture this, the essence of college football in an essay, but I thought that did a terrific job of it. And it is Thank the you. it is the passion really that I think separates uh, much of what college football is about from a lot of the other sports. They're, they're passionate fans across the sports world, but that connection to people in place that makes up college football is really unique. We root for laundry, and a lot of it is because of the age you are, when you adapt, either you're going to school or it was your parents' school, but you're so impressionable. You know, Your brain is so impressionable in your heart and everything that you attach, and it sticks with you the rest of your life. The best players yearn to play at the next level, but the next level never can truly replicate what you're going to feel at this level, right? Absolutely. I think that's true, and it is fair to say that the number of players who get that professional opportunity is relatively small. Minuscule. You know, it's uh, in the 1% to 2% range, I think, actually. So for the most part, uh, the people that participate in the sport, nearly 80,000 college football players across all divisions, this is kind of their culminating experience. And um, I do think there's so many great stories to be told. We hope we'll hear a lot of them this year mm-hmm. about how the game impacted uh, many of those folks, in- including many that didn't play on at the NFL level. I thought we were really comprehensive until Kevin just said 80,000 this year alone. Now I'm just really depressed. We're, we're only scratching the surface. You, you, Ivan, also quoted in this same piece um, – uh, someone in the game who was a former coach at uh, Delaware, her name was Dave Nelson. He was also a player and later on the rules committee, I think, for a long time. He said of college football, it's a ritual that transcends politics and entertainment, an emotional experience that will live for many ages because it is of the spirit. When all things pass, the spirit remains. And uh, here at BYU, uh, the spirit's going to come tumbling out on August 29th when we get to open with... The rival, right out of the chutes. Wow. And BYU-Utah doesn't get the same national play that others might, rivalry from a rival. But you, I think, have a good sense, both of you, of what BYU-Utah really mm-hmm. means here, doesn't it? Don't you? Oh, yeah. No, I have I have covered a BYU-Utah game. I was, as a native of Alabama, it definitely passed my test for uh, vitriol and, and emotion. Uh, and uh, it's astounding and really wonderful. The schools are close together. The the fan base it lives together. They're next door neighbors. They work together, and that's what makes a college football rivalry. At the end of the day, it's it's having to 
uh, live with the result for better or worse for the next 364 days. Kevin, can you appreciate it here, BYU, uh, yeah, Utah? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having worked in the Pac-12 for those four years and uh, having attended a couple of those mm-hmm. games. So, yeah, I, I know. And, of course, when you're in the conference office, you're also wanting to be sure that those guys in the striped shirts are uh, getting everything right. So it, you, you feel the emotion that's part of, uh, part of the games as well. If there were a platform or, or platforms you'd like people to be aware of this year um, as this anniversary celebration continues over a span of months, what should fans keep in mind, top of mind, Ivan? Well, the two signature series that we're going to show, one starts September 17th, a Tuesday. That's the American game. It's an 11-week series, Tuesday nights. And then on Thursday nights, The Greatest, which is a companion to the American game. That will run for 30 minutes, I think, before the Thursday night you know, college football game. Uh, there are other shows. You know, there's, as we said, there's an opening documentary on August 24th, right after the Miami-Florida game of week zero. Uh, there's a documentary right around the championship weekend that will sort of close, wrap everything up. Uh, the podcast series that I'm doing begins in late August. The SEC Network has a 12-hour, eight-part series, History of the Saturdays in the South. And I've seen a lot of the shows multiple times. They're very good, uh, and I can't wait for everybody to see them. And, Kevin, I think uh, you both probably have more media days to attend over the next few weeks. Is that sure, fair Sure, that's right. Yeah, I'll be making the rounds here a little bit. But um, fans are all gonna, also going to see a lot of teams wearing the 150 logo on mm-hmm. the uniform. So that'll be a, a common feature, I think, throughout the year. And we've built out some promotional assets for uh, the athletic department. So, um, and it allows each school to kind of customize the their own look, their own photos, and tell their own stories. And we're hopeful we'll see those thematic approaches broadly utilized across uh, the season. All right. We look forward to all of that. Thank you both uh, for coming in, and we look forward to the season ahead. Thanks Thanks for having us. All right. Ivan Maisel and Kevin Weiberg. We've got more Media Day coverage coming up after the top of the hour here on BYU Radio.